Welcome back, everybody, to our part two of two of our budgeting episode. Uh, continuing back with Jamar Dupas from Get Your Money Right. Uh, we we hope you got the first part. If you didn't, go back and get the first part because we're literally just going to pick up right where we left off. So thanks for joining us again. And this is the truth about investing back to basics. Yeah, there's there's definitely there. One, it's expensive being broke, right? Like that's one thing I learned a long time ago. And um, when you're living check to check, you're paying a lot of convenience fees, right? And it's because you're you're ta- you're trying to time your bills with your paychecks, and that in itself adds stress to life. Uh, and then life itself is stressful, and so. Uh, that anxiety makes you make bad decisions it makes you make rush decisions and so a lot of times we're paying uh for uh convenience foods or convenience orders because we're just we just can't get ahead of of life because there's things are just running but there's something peaceful about getting ahead of your money and i love being on last month's income because what it really does do is in a subtle way, it forces you to sit down and start making decisions on your money, right? And then there's some that that point is the point that I notice that everybody starts to value just how much a single dollar is, right? And not in this strict, you know, militant way, but you start to value every little dollar because now you're sitting down with your spouse and yourself, and you go, okay, uh, in August I made. $5,000. Okay. So we're talking about September now. I got $5,000. What do I want my money to do for me? Right. And then you go back down that road and you assigned every single $5,000 a, a job. And the beauty of this, uh, one of the beautiful things, why this makes things so peaceful is because now you've paid all your bills day one. Right. There are no more worrying about when that bill is coming in. Right. Because if you got five thousand dollars at the beginning and your life expenses are two thousand, three thousand, four, what if it, it could be five, whatever it is. You've now assigned every dollar and you've assigned those bills some money. So now those bills are technically paid for. So now you can set all that stuff up on auto draft. And now the conversations you're having with yourself or with your spouse or with your significant other it's not about when that bill is due it's about what do we want to do with this baller money what do we want to do with this investment money like what what you you start your conversations are different there's a piece that that just just sits over you because we're not thinking about money anymore not in the sense that you used to be thinking about money it's like when that paycheck is coming in and what in time in those bills the bills are done right and and it's and they also your paycheck like Somebody asked me the other day, it's like, hey, man, when, when do we get paid? Man, I don't know. I haven't, I, I, I have no, I have no idea when my paycheck's coming. I, I, I'm not even connected to it. I go to work, I fulfill my purpose there, and I look up at, I look up at the end of the month and go, okay, my money's there, right? And I'll, I'll reconcile, I'll make sure, you know, you know, I, I'm getting paid like I'm supposed to get, but I'm not thinking about it at all throughout the month. But what I am thinking about is how to grow, right? how to get better how to be uh, present with my family, how to eat better, how to, I'm doing, I'm thinking about other things other than money, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the menial task of money. My money's now, uh, day one, I get, 
go out there and do what I need you to do. And it's gone. I'm not thinking about it anymore. And there's a piece on that. And, there, and I noticed that the couples, when they make that transition, uh, that's when things uh, change dramatically because you start to value a dollar. You get your money out of the way. Your bills are taken care of. And you realize like how much money. So people always complain that rich people, all they do is think about money. No, broke people. All broke people think about is money. Rich people don't think about money that much. You're right. They may think about building assets or doing something bigger than themselves or, you know, what, what can I, you know, that type of thing. But they're not really thinking about money like you think they are. It's the broke people that are thinking about money all the time. I know that because I've been one majority of my life. Right. And so. That is a this one thing that I, I ask everybody. That's a goal, right? Like before we talk about anything else, you know, we, we talk about what we want our money to do for us. Uh, then we we start assigning money and then we want to sprint as fast as possible to living on last month's income. Right. If you can get that to that point on last month's income, there's this there's this part where you can start to coast and things feel a little bit better. And you realize, like like uh, like Chris just said, you realize you don't spend as much money. Right. Because there's not as many convenience fees. Right. And then things it becomes easier to save for those things you want to save for. Uh, These things just start to happen automatically uh, because it having that money just forces you to sit down and you don't overspend. Right. Because all I got is four thousand. All I got is two thousand. All I got is ten thousand. Whatever your number is, you don't overspend because you say to yourself, this is what we got. Let's let's make it happen. And it also works as this kind of pseudo emergency fund. So if something does happen during that month, those paychecks are still coming in. Right. So if things get really bad, you know, usually not all your five thousand dollars goes out day one. It's usually sitting there waiting for the bill to be due or, you know, you to get your groceries or whatnot. But there's other ways to save. Like for us, we were able to now purchase in bulk. So now then, you know, once we kind of got on our last month's income, you know, with all these kids, we can go to Costco and get, you know, fill up our freezer and get the deals on that. And and we would get deals on all kinds of things because we had the cash. You know, I even get deals on my health. Y'all been talking about health care for the last six or seven episodes or something like that. I get deals on my health care because I have cash. Hey, Doc, what if I just pay you? We were just talking about that a couple episodes ago, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Y'all were just talking. I said, Doc, I'll just pay you. We ain't ain't got to, you know, and go, oh, well, if that's that's the case, it's 60% cheaper. Deal. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And and we roll on. Then I'll 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 follow with the insurance company later as, hey, man, I paid for this out of pocket. Can you reimburse me or whatever? You know, whoop de whoop. But like our last baby, we had a home birth. We paid for that cash. Like it was just like, boom, like, boom, take care of that. You know, and it was. It was no stress on my wife. It was no stress on us. All we need to do is worry about this baby coming out. And babies have been coming out of women for a long time. So that's, you know, <laughs> you know, but but having that money, it helps you save more money. The other thing it, uh, this method does is allow you to save on like insurances. Right. So if you're used to paying your insurance every single month, you, you learn to kind of start paying your insurance once every six months or once a year and you get additional discounts for uh paying once a year or twice a year or whatever the case may be and that or brings, you avoid the convenience fees like you were talking about because a lot of them if you're doing a a monthly they charge you an extra dollar for the convenience of drafting it each time or whatever yep absolutely and so you you avoid these convenience fees because it is expensive being broke and and it's not as difficult to get there as some people think and and and, and this for me 
when I started learning about money and you would hear people say, okay, you need to save for six months. You need to save. And I was like, what? I don't even know where to start. What do you mean save six months of living? How? What? What do you talk? I'm trying to get to next week. Right. Right. And so I. When do we get paid? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm. Hey, can you can I get an advance on that paycheck for next week? You know, Um, don't even get me started on payday loans. But um, that was for me, that was like crazy. Like, I don't understand how you even start there. And so when we started kind of building out our system, you know, that was something that I vividly remembered. And so people ask me, like, how do I get to that point? And usually how we start everybody off, if you're just starting off, right, and you don't know exactly how to get this thing done, what you could do is start small, right? We call it Sprint 200, right? Go get $200, right? Save up $200 and hold it, right? And hold it. And then what we do is for most people who are adults that I'm dealing with anyway, is we I ask, do you have a car? Do you have health insurance? Do you have a home? Do you have renter's insurance? And they go, yeah. I said, well, okay, what are those deductibles? And like y'all have already covered, they're like, I don't even know what a deductible is. <laughs> you know, but those who do know, we go, okay, well, let's, let's figure out what a deductible is and let's find out what your deductible is. So you got car insurance, your deductible is probably 250 or 500 or 1,000, whatever it is. And they say, if it's $500, okay, let's go get $500. So the same thing we did to get that 200 we're now going to go get that 500. And now that 500 is not sitting in some savings account. That $500 is for my car insurance. If my car gets into an accident, I have the deductible to get it repaired so I can get back to work and make more money. You don't want to be out of the game where you can't get to work and not bring in your income because the game, name of the game is income, right? Uh, Sean to tell you, you got to you got to be able to create income. I don't care how big of a nest egg you got. You got to turn that nest egg into income. And so income is important. And so don't cut your legs off of of things that will bring you more income. So we do that. We go, okay, your deductible is $500, right? And it's like, okay, do you have health insurance? Yeah, what's your deductible for that? Again, what's the deductible? You know, then we go through that process and it's it's $1,000. Okay, great. Let's get to $1,000, right? And so that's what we do. We'll walk through and we give people little steps to go achieve, things to go sprint towards. And, you know, and then maybe they get to a thousand dollars. You know what? Let's let's raise the deductible a little bit. Let's lower the cost. Let's raise the deductible to fifteen hundred to two thousand because we already got a thousand. Right. We you, you've shown that you can save this much. Let's go. And then we'll get up to that. And let's say that their household income or they, what they need to live off of is three thousand dollars. We'll just march up little wins all the way up to three thousand dollars. Once they get that three thousand dollars. If that's enough for them to live on last month's income, now we transition. We leave the paychecks alone and we take that $3,000 and now we work on assigning the $3,000 that we already have. We've already been practicing assigning dollars, but now we got $3,000 for a lump sum for the coming month. And we just do the same thing again. Once you're on last month's income, you do the same thing again. You're on last month's income. Now let's go get those deductibles done again. Right. And then let's start raising some of those deductibles, the car insurance, the health insurance, the, you get umbrella policies, whatever the case may be. Let's start raising some of the deductibles so we can lower our monthly cash flow requirements. Right. And we just keep doing that again. And once we get those deductibles go- done, we're on last month's income. You start to realize how easy it is to build a contingency fund. 
right? And then you're like, man, I got this money. I got, I got this wealth building bucket, and but the money's just kind of sitting there. I need to call Sean so now we can put this wealth building money to work because that's that's what the whole point of it all is for, is for me to, at least for me. You may not want to build wealth. <laughs> I don't <laughs> that, uh, that may not who whoever listens, that may not be your thing, right? That may you know, if, if that's the case, you're, you're probably on the wrong podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah, the truth about thinking about investing podcast. Yeah. Right. You know, but for me and mine, it's it's about wealth building, and we and that's you know, but that's that's basically the process. And from there, you know, you the the sky's the limit. You know, you you got your you got your framework, you got your education, you got your getting better bucket. You know, you you're just there's this piece that, you know, if a hurricane comes through and which, you know, we're in Houston, so we get hurricanes and the roof blows off. I, I got my deductible. My roof is getting put right. I'm the first person to call. Hey, man, my roof's coming off. I need you to get over here and fix it. Right. I don't have to go scramble for money and go figure out or, you know, we still see houses with blue tarps on them you know, on the roofs from Harvey. Right. Because they can't afford to fix their roof. It's three years ago. You know, how many how many times do you see people riding around with wrecked vehicles because they. Oh, yeah. You know. And so we don't want to live like that. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And same with the, the, the organization of it. If you something that actually I, I don't think I've, I've mentioned this to you, Jamar. I learned this from uh, uh, Forrest, actually. Uh, one, one of the things that, that he liked to talk about was uh, uh, something you can do once you have this organization. You got you got these different stretches and we talk about kind of treating yourself because now you got your deductibles like you got these things that are working for you. And in a way, like uh, it it starts working for you to start paying off future deductibles so you you start knocking back like say your say your deductible for your car is 250 bucks all right well now you've got 500 saved up all right so now i got 500 available all right well i now i got to a thousand well the difference between your monthly cost of your deductible of 250 to a thousand say is like let's just say 50 bucks a month just just for argument's sake and so all of a sudden you don't have to pay an extra 50 bucks a month now you can take that 50 bucks a month and put it towards whatever you think is important, if that's contingency or, or whatever it is. But the idea is, is that then you take that and move that into the next deductible. So say it's your health insurance. You say, okay, well, my deductible is this much. You get to another point and suddenly you're not paying the monthly on that. You can take that cash flow and move it somewhere else. And so your organization is literally paying for itself inside of itself. And so what what I was right. thinking of is that when you have that same organization, you can also do that on the baller bucket side where there's something that's uh, a friend of mine talked about called a wish list where what you do is you go, all right, well, this is how much money you got for spending money per month. And if you know yeah. you want this thing that, you know, you want a, you want a new <laughs> phone of some sort, you want mm -hmm. a new set of uh, weights for the gym or something like that. Like you got, you've got rocks, you're fine. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, like, right. <laughs> but you need some weights. And uh, mm -hmm. so then, all right, well now I'm going to put in X per month in my baller bucket because I'm assigning the dollars to do so once you know that this is how much you're willing to dedicate to the baller bucket. But the other option is to also go, okay, this is my spending money and I'll spend it on whatever. I'll spend it on smoothies. I'll spend it on going to the movies, like whatever you think is okay to spend it on. And if you don't spend anything that month, then you take that and you put it towards something that's like a big purchase. You're like, I want these weights. These weights are 500 bucks. All right, well, this month I didn't spend any money, so I'm going to put 
all $100 of my spending money towards that. Next month, you spend everything except for 30 bucks. And then whenever you get to it, if it's a year down the road, hey, I got my 500 bucks and now I can pay for this thing. And it's, it's through your organization that you're able to pay for some of your stuff without necessarily earning extra income per se. Yeah. You, you just have yeah, it allocated it, yeah. and it's working towards itself and working for yeah. itself. Most people have so many leaks, you know, just in their income and their expenditures that you don't you're not aware of. And these are things that I wasn't I wasn't aware that you could save money by raising your deductibles. You know, I didn't I didn't know any of that stuff. These these things kind of came, you know, like I can't tell you how many hundreds of dollars a month that I don't pay in health insurance because I have a high deductible plan. Right. I have a, you know mainly out of pocket for stuff that I need, but it has saved me thousands of dollars just over like the past few years, you know, and that's just one less thing. And it's like, you know, that's, it's, it's like the more money you have, the more money you have, (laughs) right? The more organized you're with, understand with your money, the more, the more things you're able to do. Opportunities just come my way, right? Because I'm ready to receive them. Right. And and that's that's one of the things you got to think about. It's like there's always opportunities around you. But if you don't get these very the basics together, you miss so many opportunities right in life. And, you know, and it's and that's it's it's a shame. But, you know, when you're in the when you're in a rut of it all, you don't even see these opportunities. You just think everybody else's success is just luck. Right. You know, Sean could not have gone on and done his own business if he wasn't prepared for that opportunity. Right. Uh, he he would probably have to stay working for these guys if he wasn't prepared, if he was still going check to check and just, you know, didn't have his education, didn't have his his his, his stuff in order. He just c- couldn't do it. Right. He just wouldn't be able to do it. And so that's what a lot of people are getting stuck in life. Because they just haven't figured out this this first basic thing of what do you do with this paycheck and what do I want my money to do for me, right? And that just forces you to start thinking about, you know, life. And then when you do get on the other side of this thing, you see so many opportunities to keep more money in your pocket, to save money. Uh, and people people want to do business with you. People want to, you know, and then you, you expand. Like I, I recently just started another business this year because I saw an opportunity, you know, it was just it's, uh, you know, with global warming and the, you know, the the eco eco, the green movement and things like that. I started a landscaping company that uses all electric, you know, battery operated lawnmowers and equipment and string trimmers and stuff like that. Now, that stuff is expensive. Right. Like a zero turn all electric commercial, you know, lawnmower is 15 grand. Right. Like, you know, but. That opportunity is there, right? And so now I get this kind of first mover advantage into this market where I'm literally got to turn business away at this point because I just can't handle all the growth. Nice. Right? But also, you know, Jose and Juan and Chris and whoever else can't just go run to the store, pick this thing up, and then come try to lowball me. I, I'm kind of in a league of my own for a little while, right? And But I, I have to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. I have to be prepared for that. And if nothing else, you want to get yourself prepared to accelerate. You don't want to be working for somebody else the rest of your life, or maybe you do want to be working there, but you still want 
options to do other things, you have to get this part down. You've got you. There is not an option. This to me is the floor. Right. You have to get to where you know where every dollar is coming in from, where it's going and that you have this peace and this ease around it. So you can free up that cognitive energy to think bigger, to think beyond, to literally, literally write that letter to yourself from the age of 70 for making all the right decisions and thanking yourself for uh, having us live in paradise. You know, the, the mountains are beautiful. The water is blue. The coconuts are fresh, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, make it real. And, yeah. Like make it. it, make it real and start here and, and, and don't be afraid if you're in a bad position right now, man, I, I was so bad that I couldn't get a paycheck. I couldn't even get a paycheck. There's a, Usually Walmarts have like these second last chance bank accounts that you can get in like in these Walmarts. I couldn't get an account there. Right. That's how bad I was. I was everywhere I would go. I was in a check systems and they were like, no, nah, we can't get you a checking account. Like so I trust me, I used to go cash my checks in check cashing places like I've been there. Right. I've 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 had the payday loans. I've lived out of my car. Literally, um, I've I've been there. But you got to start small, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna hit a grand slam out the door out the gate, right? But start dreaming again, start thinking again, start thinking about the what ifs, and just start with that dollar, right? Start with the dollars you have now. If you don't have a dollar, go get a dollar, right? If you're down out on your luck, pick yourself up, right? Uh, at one point in my life, I literally went to River Oaks, which is a fancy place here in Houston. And I went and knocked on doors, and you're not supposed to solicit over there. Right. But I would. <laughs> that's that's a big no-no out I, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was down on my luck. I'm, I'm in my car, right? I, I was in a 1990 Ford Probe. We called it the Great Ghost. But only one window worked, and the AC was out. And I would go knock on doors, and I started a poop scooping business. I mean, I'll, I'll scoop out the poop. I'll scoop out your poop for 10 bucks and then i got to 15 bucks and i got to 20 bucks and i would do 10 houses a day and then 15 houses and it's like okay now i can get my card i get i can get all this other stuff paid i got an apartment and then and now i can get the money that i owed all these other banks i can now i can kind of get a second chance checking account again and you start you just start going right don't give up keep moving and then now then you get to the point to where you know, I don't live like this lavish lifestyle. Like I, you know, well, one because I got four kids, but <laughs> <laughs> but and and I'm not. You know, you won't see me in no Ferrari or Lamborghini and some YouTube commercial or anything like that. And my life is is fairly modest. But I have a wife that stays home and raises our children, right? But that in itself helps us save and earn more money because now she can focus on herself. She can focus on her spiritual life. We have a backyard full of food, right? Like, so whenever like Corona's hit, I was like, I'm not worried about my immune system. <laughs> I got fresh food in the backyard. I've literally got vegetables and fruits and, you know, and things like that. There you go. And, you know, we, you know, we, we eat real food. We, we go, we eat organic as much as possible. Uh, we eat the best cuts of meat, you know, grass fed, preferably, you know, we all these other things help you do more of things because I mentioned CrossFit before I couldn't afford CrossFit. CrossFit is what CrossFit? Are you 
kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yelled at to throw around a rock. Yeah. What? (laughs) What? You and your rocks. Yeah. Rocks are heavy. A lot of rocks around your house. (laughs) What? (laughs) Rocks are heavy. Yeah. You had a nightmare about rock. <laughs> but Guy, but guys in his it, units are throwing him in his bags while he's not looking. He's yeah. running up and down the stairs, and he's like, "Why is this getting harder?" It, it was actually <laughs> the rock. Like I, I couldn't smell what he was cooking. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh geez. Oh. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you get to do these things that at one point I thought you had to be a freaking idiot to pay somebody that much money to force you to work out. But again, I'm not disciplined. So <laughs> <laughs> that for this is a convenience fee that I'm paying for. That. But, you know, it it gives me results. Right. And so I'm not afraid to pay experts that will get me results. Right. So I know, you know, hey, get over here. We got to work out for you. We're going to wear that tail out. Right. You're going to sweat and you're going to lift up a lot of weights and your thighs are going to burn. My thighs will never burn like that if I'm in a gym by myself. <laughs> it's not gonna happen right and so but it just gives you options but start small start with what do you want your money to do for you right and start with that paycheck then assign every dollar a job and then get to the point where you can get your deductibles covered right and then get on last month's income and then do the deductibles again right and make sure you put that wealth building bucket to work Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then that's 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 hitting the nail on the head too of of what do you want your money to do for you because it's it's that starting step to go what I want it to do for me is is I, I need it to pay for my pooping scooping business and get out of this car as much yeah. as it is where I was able to recently uh, within this last year do do the same thing that he's talking about is a goal that was for me was to be able to have the wife have the ability to choose whether or not she was going to stay at home because we knew we had a kid that was going to come along the way. And we we just wanted to have the choice. She's still able to go back to work, but we don't have this, okay, you've got this amount of time until you're forced to go back to work. And even if she wanted to go right back, that's entirely up to her. But when we're able to allocate, this is what we want our money doing for us is what gives you that comfort and solace because you are accomplishing what you want. And some people might want that double income the rest of their life. And I, I can't knock that double income is, is awesome. <laughs> but yeah. like whatever's working for you is the focus. And if that's to take 50% of your, your spending plan and that's your wealth building, like power to you, cause that's your goal. Go for it. But once you know what those goals are is how you can start moving forward. And if you see what that end goal is, that 50% of wealth building, but you're living in your car, here's the end goal. Now I can see the steps to get there rather than just grinding and grinding and grinding and then it just disappearing because you don't have a plan for it. Yeah, baby steps. <clears throat> and, I, and again, I love Dave Ramsey, but there's more to life than growth stock mutual funds, okay? So... <laughs> There's got to be a balance, and it's got to be your balance too. Um, yeah, you know, you're talking about that future versus the now, and deciding where your priorities are. I and I know people who have done the, you know, fifty, sixty percent into savings, and they were able to retire at age thirty-five, forty. It, it can be done. There's a huge sacrifice to do it. Yeah. So you got to decide if that's your priority. As opposed to getting the opportunity to live now and enjoy things now, 
and setting aside, you know, maybe the 10%, maybe 20%, what have you. So, but it, it has to be your choice because if it's not something that works for you, it's it's going to fall out flat on its face. Um, and I had a, another thought I wanted to ask, ask you, Jamar. Um, you had mentioned hiring professionals. You know, if you can hire somebody that actually gets you on track for whatever it is you're doing, you do it. And with your consulting business, that, that's one of those areas because I, I work on budgeting as well. Uh, it's not an area of focus for me because uh, as we've pointed out, the investment advisory is what I enjoy doing, managing assets. But the people, personally, I think everybody needs a smart spending plan. Everybody. Everybody can benefit from it. The people who are often in need of it the most are the ones that have a hard time finding the money to be able to hire the expert to get the job done, to get them on the right path. How do you work? How do you get those people to the point where they can work with you? And what's the process there? What's that look like? Yeah, so like for full disclosure, most of the people that pay for consulting, they're usually, for the most part, I'd say like 70% of them are on the higher income spectrum. There are usually two incomes, a lot of doctors, lawyers, they're usually, you know, they're making at least at least 70,000. But I have a bunch of people that are making 30 and 25 and, you know, that type of thing as well. The goal of the podcast was to give enough information to get people to get in this direction, right? Yeah. To to start thinking differently about money. If I could just, for the most part, I think what happens is a lot of people just change that m- mindset to money being something that I work for to now money is something that I need to work for me. That changes their their direction of how they look at it. And then they start applying that immediately. They go, well, they look on their lives. And I tell that story about my mentors. Like, how do you feel about not having that thousand? I tell that story all the time because it hit me square in the chest. I mean, like a donkey kick, you know, and I tell that story and, and people resonate with like, oh, because they'll go, well, I don't have a thousand dollars. Right. You know, and so uh the goal of the podcast and information that I put out there is to hopefully get people to the point where they can start making that turn, making that transition. And so to sit down with me for an hour, if you can come up with a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, you know, I have to, I have to show my value. They have to, usually they've listened to enough and they've, they have a foundation and they go, okay, I, I got 200 bucks, get an hour with you. I got a hundred bucks, get an hour with you or whatever, you know, um, I had this particular question. They usually are, are starting something. And, and that's why I tell people, I say, don't call me until you've done this. Right. Cause the information is yeah. there. You can take right? the steps. Yeah. The information is there and you can shoot me an email. Like I do a lot of like, you know, a little email when I can get to it. I got, I, I can't spend all day on it, obviously. Um, yep. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll reply to emails. I'll reply to messages. I'll direct people to different episodes and things like that. But that's the goal is to get them to, you know, first. And I also have a requirement. You know, what are your expenses? What's your income? Can you tell me that? If you can't tell me that, we have there's nothing to talk about. Nope. Right. So you send me an email. I'm gonna ask you that. 
Do you know your expenses? <laughs> do you know your income? Do you know where the money's coming from? Or do you know where the money is going? Because that's the first single step. If you can't do that, I can't help you because I'm not in your life. I'm not in your checking account. I don't, you know, those aren't my paychecks. So I need you to know that. Uh, and so my goal is to just to, I want people to understand that they can be empowered and I want them to empower themselves. And then if we can create this network of people around us kind of doing the same thing, and getting that same energy, then we can multiply each other's efforts. And you, you give people permission to do what you're doing if you're talking about. And that's what I love about when, when Chris came and told me y'all are doing this podcast, I was like, perfect. Like, I need more people doing podcasts, especially about money. It was one, because I ran out of time. Uh, but... <laughs> But we need all these different perspectives. We need everybody's voice uh, because there are some people that I can't talk to that you will talk to. There's some people that you will talk to that, you know, they just won't hear your voice. And so right. Chris needs to come in and say something. Right. And so it takes all of us to make each of us. Right. Or it takes each of us to make all of us. And, I, and that's that's kind of how I start. I get them with those basics. And and then I also in that, I want them to understand that experts and people who are, this is their craft, they are there to help you, right? But you you, all, you also need to know what they're doing so you don't get taken. Oh, but yeah. They're, but they're there to help you. and But usually by the time that people have kind of turned that corner uh, and they've gotten used to assigning their dollars and they've gotten used to making those decisions, you know, you know, it's very rare that anybody like that's going to get taken advantage of. Right. Once you've got because, that awareness, you you've yeah, you're you're way more ahead than a bunch of people are in general. Just right. just with that awareness, you start to notice things as simple as credit card interest, where you go, okay, right. that's that's what's happening because now right. I'm aware. It's a big deal. Yeah, because you're like, whoa, wait a minute, I owe them what? I, I got. I, because once you value what that single dollar can do, you understand what $27 a month of interest, you're like, nah, <laughs> I ain't, nah, not doing that, you know, and, you know, and, and honestly, you don't, you know, this is a whole nother, probably a whole nother podcast, but like, you know, I, I, I don't agree with Dave on, you know, having, not needing, uh, not needing credit scores, but you really don't have to, you know, I use credit cards for everything. But I use them as debit cards. I use it as cash because I'm on last month's income. Uh, because every dollar is spoken for, it doesn't matter what medium that I use to actually pay my bills with. Because I don't, like, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think about my credit card bills because it's already spoken for. It's already been spent, and we use the software. Uh, if we weren't clear about this earlier, we use a software called YNAB. It stands for You Need a Budget. Now, I, I said I don't like that B word, but that's just the name of the software. But what happens is it allows you to categorize all your dollars. It allows you to put your dollars into your buckets. It allows you to put your dollars into your categories. So if you have personal money, you're not checking your checking account to see if you have it. You're checking with it says in your app and it says, okay, you have 600 bucks or you have $6. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't spend any more than that unless you take it from somewhere else consciously. And that's the key word. It's your decision, right? If you, if you want to take the money out of the kids uh, category, you want to take money from your kids to go 
do that. That's you. That, but you're consciously making that decision. It's not the subconscious. Oh crap! I spent more than I had, and then now you're playing catch up, and the stress is back on, right? And that's that is the key, and that's why we use that particular app, not because it's you know the B word, but because it allows you to stay out of your checking account for making decisions. And the beautiful thing about living on last month's income is because you start making financial decisions while you're sane, <laughs> right? While you can consciously think about your future and what you want to happen as opposed to already being out in the mall or already being out in the store or getting ready or have your cart already full, you know, on Amazon or whatnot. You make those decisions where you're conscious and you can even call somebody to help you. You know, if you're if you're single, if you're married, you're both talking about it. And for us, we talk about what we got coming. We've got a kid's birthday because, like I said earlier, no single month is like the other. Right. Uh, so your expenses aren't the same every month. So you can't it's not possible for you to have a budget that you can stick to because life happens. Right. Uh, and your expenses are different as well as your income is different. You know, if you get paid every two weeks, sometimes you get three checks in a month. Right. Uh, Sean, like with you, you know, usually, you know, like I send uh, my people once they kind of gotten uh, a really good grasp on this mm-hmm. and they've gotten their contingency fund and, you know, the, the, the big savings bucket. What we usually do is once you kind of have those big things kind of taken care of, I usually take that wealth building bucket and I have them go to 20 percent. You know, nice. And then. You know, just start putting that stuff to work, especially especially the high income people, those uh, like the, the doctors and, and stuff like that. Um, and most of the doctors that I have are married to doctors. Now, they have a ton of debt. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Coming God. Out of school. Oh, oh three, five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. Half a million. Easy. Yep. You know, and I've met so many of them that, you know, they come out of school. And so they got the half a million, but then they want the doctor lifestyle. So they got to live in a doctor neighborhood <laughs> yep. and they got to have a doctor vehicle. And, you know, it's, you know, it's not unheard of to have an additional, not even counting the mortgage, right? Like, you know, but you add the mortgage, I mean, you're 15, you know, $1.5 million, you know, because they, moved to the million dollar house you know right and it's 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 wild they make enough but it's but it ain't enough not for oh, exactly not, not for 1.5 million dollars you know exactly now another another gal uh felicia jones uh she's a, a budgetologist she travels all around the world doing presentations and stuff awesome awesome lady um we need to have her on too but uh she was telling me about kind of the same t- concept people that were making 300,000 a year but they had 30,000 in credit card debt yeah so 300,000 a year and they were spending another 10% on top of that yeah yeah it's they just you know you get yeah. the the raises and your your spending habits just go up in yeah. not only in conjunction but even faster right and it's a vicious yeah. cycle yeah because you stop going to Walmart you start going to Nordstroms and yeah. Marcus and you know those types of things and it's just like 
you know, it's easy to get sucked up into that lifestyle. And I see that so much. And and I get it. Now, you've been in school for uh, two decades or whatever the case may be. And you feel like, OK, you deserve this. But, man, it's, uh, you know, it, if and the, the real big realization is when they realize, like, just how fast they could build wealth. On three hundred thousand yes. dollars a year, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you live, if they're not spending all of it. Yep. If you lived a hundred thousand, a hundred fifty thousand dollar lifestyle, ah, oh man, that extra seventy eight, and you got to pay your taxes, of course. But that yep. extra seventy eighty thousand a year, oh my, ah, it's there's nothing that can stop you. You could have the worst financial, uh, you know, financial team <laughs> in the world. <laughs> You know what I mean, and still they'll get you some results on eighty thousand a year, seventy thousand a year. You know. Yep. So, and mainly because they'll be afraid to lose that much money. Right. No, that's for <laughs> sure. There's some motivation behind that. So, uh, hey, as far as getting people some of those basics that you were talking about, um, you direct them to your podcast. That's that's get your money right. Correct. Yeah, the name of the podcast is Get Your Money Right. Uh, website is yourmoneyright.com. Uh, and your I still yourmoneyright.com. Yeah, all I right. still have that up. I still pay for the hosting and all that. Just you know, uh, just to have it out there, right? Just so people can go back and and listen to it. It's it's not your it's not your typical personal finance po- podcast. It's uh, we talk about real life, kind of like we talked about today. You mm-hmm. know, um, one of uh, probably one of the, the most popular ones episodes we had was it, it's expensive being broke and uh, because it really is and I kind of lay out my story my journey and all the different ways that not being on top of your money costs you more money and you end up losing ground that it becomes more and more difficult to catch up right yeah like it's gonna be hard to catch me right if we're making the same amount of money like good luck right not saying this is a race but you know but there's some people of course that are making a whole lot more than i am and it's gonna be difficult for me to catch up you know but i you know i understand that you know for me to you know the firefighting and the being a paramedic is purpose-driven and it's fulfilling but for me the next step is become a, a business owner uh, and continuing down that route, continues to become a business owner and, and just continue to do that and to build my cash flow and to build my portfolio that way in order for me to, you know, really have the kind of lifestyle that I, you know, that I dream of having. And so, and, that, and that, that's not for everybody, right? Having a business is not right. for everybody, but having, you know, people like yourself allow you to buy into other people's successful businesses or, you know, other, uh, you know, asset classes that can can toss you off some cash flow when you need it, you know. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's a, it's about it's about building resiliency. Right. That's, mm-hmm. you know, being strong and being resilient. And a beautiful thing about getting your basics in, in order it's just like in baseball right if if the bases are juiced bases are loaded i have zero outs and i'm zero and three i'm swinging for the fences right <laughs> <laughs> i'm going for it right and that that's the beauty of having your basics like you can get 
you got your 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 basic finances you got your basic thousand dollars you you start with these different levels mm-hmm. and i had a mentor tell me this one time he's like you know you know people there's different levels of problems and those levels are all only based on you as your as your as as you grow as a person right so at one point uh flat tires let's say a flat tire is a level four problem but when my finances are on level two that level four problem is catastrophic right right but but today let's say a flat tire blown tire is still a level four problem but if my finances are level eight it's not a problem right it's 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 just not not an issue yeah it's not an issue at all and if you can get those basics in order and the bases are loaded and there's no outs the coach he's gonna let you do whatever you want to right (laughs) yeah it's true right yeah if you come to sean yeah if you (laughs) if you come to sean Sean and you say i i got all my expenses i got uh six months i've got my my safe investments I've got my, uh, you know, mid-growth investments. Um, my retirement is on track. We're good to go. And you say, Sean, say, hey, man, this is a big deal. I want Sean will say, hey, man, bases are loaded. There are no outs. You know, swing for the fences, right? But if it's two outs <laughs> and, and you down and you down an account, you know, and we need to get somebody yep. in scoring position, he might tell you to bunt. Right, <laughs> but you you got to get those get those basics in order, and everybody wants to swing for the fences before it's their time. Right, right, and oh, for uh, sure, and, and a lot of times that ends up costing us a whole lot more uh, than you know, uh, and a lot of times it costs us time, and you don't get that back. Right, not yet until somebody comes up with something, but you know, as it stands today, you don't get time back. <laughs> I will say one one additional thing about the basics, which we we've kind of touched on too, as you're you're looking at your fixed expenses. Uh, we've been talking about being able to reduce some of them, like reduce the the insurance expense um, via increasing your deductible deductibles as you set that money aside. But even even from day one, when you write down your fixed expenses, take a hard look at them and decide if they are reasonable like is what i'm paying for this particular item reasonable do should i shop out my insurance my car insurance that's a good thing to do on an an, an annual basis just to see if you can get a better deal if you can get the same service for less why not right reduce those fixed expenses any chance you get if you're if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you've got a whole bunch of monthly subscription services on there and you're only using a third of them start scratching those off the list create some cash flow for yourself so right off the bat look at your fixed expenses yeah even if it's your uh, your mortgage payment uh, see what you can do about it can can you refinance right now and get get it down there so you can actually start working on that cash flow get yourself into a better position so evaluating those fixed expenses is something you can do right away to create more money for yourself 
Absolutely. And, and that's the beauty. That's the and that's the beauty of asking yourself that question. Right. What do I want my money to do for me? And if you you start answering those questions and you go, you look at that Netflix and you're like, is that my money doing what I want it to do for me? And so, no, I'm not telling you to get rid of Netflix, but I am asking you to ask yourself that question. <laughs> I got rid of Netflix. Oh, I'm not, Netflix. I'm not, I'm just using them, right? I know people passionate about their Netflix. Uh, so I'm not saying get rid of it. And I'm not telling you to only spend this percentage on whatever. I'm just saying ask yourself that question, right? What's important to you? And if it's not, if it's important to you, you hold on to it. Right. If it's not important to you, you'll cut it out because people always ask me, well, should I just stop paying for this? I say, is it important to you? Right. If it's important to you, you keep going. And if and if it is really important to you, but this is a little bit more important to you, maybe you can stop this for now and then come back to it. Because remember, the chief cause of financial failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now. So think about it is what is it that you want most and I do this with my kids. They go, Dad, I want this. I says, that is that what you want now or is that what you want most? I do this with myself when I want to buy something. Is that what I want now or is that what I want most? Right? And sometimes Relative. what I yep. Yeah. Sometimes what I want now is what I want most. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we covered a lot of stuff really well. I mean <laughs> except unless you guys think that there's there's some more stuff that we should talk about oh lots of other stuff oh, yeah, 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 yeah. over there yeah. he's like yeah i got uh anything yeah. else i mean yeah, yeah. Right. how much yeah, time yeah, you yeah. got yeah yeah plenty of time yeah. sure yeah well then i guess what i want to do is i want to want to try and take some time to like give give jamar here a chance to kind of give a shameless plug to what's what's going on in, in your world. And really, like, everybody should take the time to listen to him and his podcast because the stuff that I'm learning is is all the same stuff that he's he's been spouting, and it's just a lot more detail. We just cover it in these couple of episodes so that it, it encompasses a big majority of stuff, but really focusing on the personal finance stuff, really focusing on, on getting your life on track and getting your money right he this is his forte and please like i'm not going to try and draw you away from our stuff but like go and listen to his stuff because it's it's done a lot for me and jamar is there is there something that's like a a good way to go about getting to your stuff is there like a a certain order or a certain way that you want things to i i don't know i don't know is is there a good way to get to you a good way to approach your podcast no listen to the podcast start there uh, start it, it, it. You can go to the website yourmoneyright.com. Uh, email is simple as jamar at yourmoneyright.com. If you just want to reach out to me, I'm all over social media, you know, that type of thing. But start there, start with the basics like we talked about. Um, and and just 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 get started. Debt, you, you'll handle debt. I, I'm not one of those people that I don't like to worship at the feet of debt, debt, right? It's a problem, but. You can beat it, right? It's just an expense like anything else, right? But just get the basics and uh, overcome it, and you could do it. I promise you, you could do it. And, uh, you know, I've seen it done, and if I could do it, you hear this a lot. If I could do it, you could do it. That's <laughs> it's the truth. Well, uh, great. Okay, well, let's let's kind of get this 
wrapped up. Thank you again for joining us and uh, taking the time to listen to us with our guest today. I'm hoping you really enjoyed this and and have an ability to see that budgeting and see that personal finance and see that foundation to be able to focus on what you're doing in order to be able to help move forward and get that framework that we're, we're shooting for. And we really look forward to expanding on that and actually starting to get into some more investment type stuff. So again, thank you for joining us on The Truth About Investing Back to Basics. I'm Chris Holling. I'm Sean Cooper. And of course, our guest, Jamar Dupas of the Get Your Money Right Podcast. And we will catch you next time. Podcast disclaimer, disclaimer. The disclaimer following this disclaimer is the disclaimer that is required for this podcast to be up and running and fully functioning and moving forward. This is going to be the same disclaimer that you will hear in each one of our episodes. We hope you enjoy it just as much as we enjoyed making it. All content on this podcast and accompanying transcript is for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed herein by Sean Cooper are solely those of Fit Financial Consulting LLC unless otherwise specifically cited. Chris Holling and Jamar Dupas are not affiliated with Fit Financial Consulting LLC, nor do the views expressed by Chris Holling or Jamar Dupas represent the views of Fit Financial Consulting LLC. This podcast is intended to be used in its entirety. Any other use beyond its author's intent, distribution, or copying of the contents of this podcast is strictly prohibited. Nothing in this podcast is intended to be legal, accounting, or tax advice, and is for informational purposes only. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. This podcast may reference links to websites for the convenience of our users. Our firm has no control over the accuracy or content of these other websites. Advisory services are offered through Fit Financial Consulting, LLC, an investment advisor firm registered in the states of Washington and Colorado. The presence of this podcast on the internet shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by our firm in the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without our first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. For information concerning the status or disciplinary history of a broker-dealer, investment advisor, or the representatives, a consumer should contact their state securities administrator. Thank you, and good night.